the whole double thing is a little It's fine. Yes. <coughs> People are like, whoa. I know. I've never heard them say so little for so long. We're live, live. I'll be the judge of that. I am. I like how you just say you have the thing doubled still. Oh, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I see. I see what's going on. My eyes look so dead. Your eyes look dead, you say? Oh, yeah. It's because I feel dead, but it's fine. Good. All right, take off this. <laughs> Welcome to Contragentiles something. Um, <laughs> what did you name it? What? Oh, yeah, episode four. Oh, Caleb says hello. Caleb shaved his head today. What? Yeah. Wow. He went. He went Grant mode. Dominican mode. Oh, I thought he was, like, going for KKK mode. No, he has facial hair. Oh. Okay. Uh, because I guess I could have facial hair. When I, th- when I think, oh, I guess that's, you know, an Aryan Brotherhood guy wouldn't have facial hair. Yeah. But I guess a KKK guy could have facial hair. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Audio was on. Sorry. It was off for a while? I think for the live feed. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, Caleb says we're muted. Send me a send me a live chat message when you can hear us just to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> but it should be soon. Um, mm. Well, you almost fell asleep before recording. That was lovely. And I feel like death. So I have my little cup of coffee. Seems like the perfect Lent-themed episode. Yes. <laughs> Got my um, heart attack in a cup. That you're just dripping everywhere. Well, this lid sucks. Is it? Mm-hmm. Let's take the lid off. Oh, yeah, you're right. Just mainline it. There you go. Huh? Caleb could hear now, right? We'll see. Oh. He left. Um, oh. Let me... I thought I had the volume up. This lid sucks. There we go. All right. Anyway, um, like, it's like, you're muted, and then just leaves. And it's like, okay. Oh, he says you're back. All right, never mind. Yeah. Thought he just said it and then left. <laughs> Way to be helpful. Um, hmm. I have been thinking a lot. I'm just. Oh, you have? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Um, all, all I do now. Um, About what? This could get very intense very quickly. Like, really. Okay, I wanted to get like, like, really like, hit the wall. Yes, good. Because I got yeah. like four shots of espresso on here. So. <laughs> um, I feel kind of bitter mm. a bit. And in like a... I'm trying to think about how to word it. Um, I 
Well, I'm like it's like washing over me a little bit. Um, kind of like a dark night of the soul, kind of thing. You feel bitter about the dark night of the soul. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. No, that, I don't. Um, John of the Cross wrote a poem about the dark mm. night of the soul, and it's essentially. How would you define it? The dark, the dark night of the soul is a phase of transformative spiritual darkness that some people undergo. What does that mean? Um, I'm just trying to think of how. Yeah. Let me let me see if I can find a definition. Because that's kind of a phrase I've been thinking about a lot. But um, dark night of the soul. The dark night of the soul is a phase of passive purification of the spirit and mystical. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a John of the Cross, but it's a. Ooh, yeah. So. It's a phase of conversion and purification where you mm. Yeah, so there's uh, I'd have to I'd have to find it. This mystical development. Um yeah. John of the Cross the cross mystical development. Let me see if I can find phases. Mystical theology. It's. I'm not gonna find it, but it's. A, it's essentially a, a step on the path to spiritual illumination, where I I feel zero presence of God at all. Oh, yeah, none. <laughs> that's that's my entire life. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like. So before you were getting more of a a strong emotional thing? Always. I mean, you know how I am. Mm, okay. I try not to get emotional. <laughs> this is like, what, we're how many minutes in? Yeah. Um, so, obviously, I'm known for, you know, like walking through a grocery store and like, being Whoa, like, oh I my god, I, I exist with all of these things, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'm constant sensation of, I'm like constantly consumed, or I was constantly consumed by experiences of beauty and their meaning, and mm. yeah, and I don't really know what to do now that I don't feel that anymore. Yeah, and. I think that's why it's been so hard for me to do anything. How long has it been going on, you think? A couple months, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's gotten worse since Lent started. Oh, I've really? noticed. Yeah. And I don't really know why. Um, and I, I think my bitterness is that I'm so close to baptism. And you feel nothing? And the closer I get the less I feel. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't want to be baptized and not feel anything. You most likely won't. I know. What do you think that's going to do to you? 
if you feel nothing? I don't know, because I'm so used to feeling. Yeah. And it's like now that I don't, I don't know what anything matters. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I, I, I know this is like comically intense right off the bat, but it's all I can think about anymore. Really? Yeah. Well, have you thought of that? Maybe that's what it's supposed to do. do I, I think. I think this is necessary. I think whatever I'm. Yeah, yeah. I'm going through is necessary. Yeah, necessary. But, but I guess what you said that you don't know how any of this matters. I mean, may, maybe that 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 is what you're supposed to be feeling, and that's what I mean by yeah. the, it's the the. That's what the dark night of the soul is. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I should read, but I've never heard about this. Before. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. It was a again, John of the Cross. That's his. Yeah, that's a big. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the masculine counterpart to. Like the um, the female mystics. No, the what's her? The castle one. Avalon? Interior interior castle. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the, in the English title. I never oh, remember yeah. the English title. Yeah, yeah. Which is super pretentious on accident, but because um, <laughs> <laughs> I read it in Spanish. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Like, food doesn't taste good anymore. That's amazing. Yeah, but I'm. St- it's like. It's it's weird. There's the. Th- I think I'm like confronting. I'm I'm just, this is, I haven't unpacked this verbally yet. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if I don't do it now, like I'm just not going to, that's like, this is kind of my opportunity to do it, but, um, maybe it'll be instructive for people or insightful or whatever. Um, I, I want my process to matter. Yeah. So I don't have, I'm not, I'm not gonna have children to impart anything to, you know, whatever, all that. Um, which is really oddly heavy thing to say, but um, <laughs> um, something about my I'm also like super tired. I only slept like four or three, four hours last night. Also, oh good, we're both horribly sleep deprived. Yeah. Um, you more than me, but um, <clears throat> I've been like having binge eating issues again, but I think it's because I'm desperate. Do you feel something again? Yeah, which yeah. is. What I think binge eating is. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's, I mean, it's obviously making it worse. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't yeah. help. The desperation yeah. doesn't help at all. Um, but I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Like, I hope this is the hardest time of my life ever. I hope so. It probably there there will be more difficult difficulty <laughs> yeah, in life. I would think so. Yeah. But my dad dying was a fourth this difficult. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't compare. <laughs> it's which is which is weird. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I I'm, know that it's not something you really relate to. No, I, I no, I would say I definitely do. I, okay, I mean, maybe it, it's just because I've. Um, most people that I have spoken to have had deep religious experiences. And I think mm-hmm. I think I've said it in a podcast before, but I think it's, it's worth reiterating. And so it's it's common for me to hear people talk about you know uh, how they know um, 
the presence of Christ, how they know mm-hmm. uh, God and everything, not through logic and reason, but through the experiences that they have had in life. And, um, and that, that's some, and they, they always tell me a story about it, right? They tell me many stories or, 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 or I guess the, the general experiences that they have had. And, and I could just honestly tell you that I, I've had none of that ever in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And it's, um, and it has never been something that, um, that, that I've, had the privilege to participate in i do find glory in god and i do find moments of beauty where where you get sucked into um sucked into the beautiful but it's never to the level of um you know saying that you absolutely know god because of this experience you're not like out of body you're not yes no yeah well that also does mean you don't really know what you're missing um, I really don't know a little bit, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I do agree <laughs> yeah. with you there, but I do know that there is something there lacking. Oh, of course, and, and, yeah. And, and, and so it's like, yeah, I don't experientially understand um, what what that means, but um, but yeah. And so I, I remember I, when I when I uh, spoke to a priest about this one time, and um, the one thing he told me was, and and maybe this is not relevant to you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but. It it is what comes to my mind when when you're saying this, yeah. And um, what he told me was is because he believes that if I were to experience experience those things, um, I would never develop the skills and other things that I've had in life um, for the good of others. Yeah. Me, me, meaning that you know, if, if I if I if I experienced those those out of body experiences, I probably would have never investigated Aquinas as much as I did. Oh, of course, I would yeah. have never thought about it as deeply as because you wouldn't need it. I wouldn't need it, right? Yeah. Um, and so because of that, it put me into a position where there are so many people I have encountered in my life that um that 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 I could at least be a tool for God to to lead them um, yeah. to the church. Um, but always in, in, in that sense, um, never, but never getting to participate in what they experience. Yeah, it, it is yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. so many people that, that, that I know that got converted and they tell me their experience. Of it. Yeah. I don't, I never get to experience that, but it's good that you do. Yeah. And then I just kind of continue on my um, merry way in experiences. And so maybe for you, it is a, a sense of, I, I don't want to say test because, because I always think that gives it a, a negative connotation, but it, it, it could be a, a state where where your faith um, should be developed beyond it. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so during this time, it's like then maybe everything else that you could develop through without having those experiences can become stronger. You know, it's, it's kind of like if you're, if you're blind, your other senses become stronger. Mm-hmm. And so when when that part of your spiritual life is blinded, the other aspects that were lacking can possibly um, develop a lot better and, and the yeah, end be yeah. much better for you. And, and I think ultimately what, what I always believe is that it is better for other people whom you pass on the truth to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what you think. But about no, that. no, I, I think it's yeah. obviously true. I think yeah. that's correct. Um, but there is an element of feeling entirely unequipped to do that. Yes. I have no idea how the fuck. <laughs> like, okay, what else is there? <laughs> I think you merely existing in this state and people witnessing you getting baptized 
um, from everything that you have come from from the beginning that is more powerful than somebody who's just emotional about it. Yeah. In the end of the day, for for me that means uh, you when you say that you you want to get baptized and not feel something, and, and you don't want that to be the case. When I see it, I see something even more glorious. I would say you feel nothing and yet you still do it. <laughs> yeah, that's something you know? I have to. That's yes. yeah. but that's that's even more beautiful. Because like, to me, there's not that's not an option. There's, there's there's no option to not do it. Yes, yeah. That's just what you do. And so to to for you to act. <laughs> in accordance with the with the will of god yeah. absent all of that it it almost seems like a more clear and a more ordered signal of the yeah. power of the faith yeah right that that's that like i'm doing it even regardless and it, it, i don't want to put this to the same level but it's almost like um when when abraham was going to kill his kid it is like you're doing something that you know you feel. I guess he felt that he didn't want to do it. So him going against that is is, is, is something more. But but still, it, it is like you are you are called to do something, and even though you, it is not something that that you are feeling at the moment. You still pursue it, and and I think the act of um, going through it is just a testament um, to the strength of, of the faith that you that you've developed throughout the last what three years of you. Um, yeah. Kind of investigating this and, uh, and finally taking it. There is kind of a, you know, it almost, I feel like the vast majority of the stories we have of the lives of saints, mm-hmm. when they're tested, there is a breaking point. Yeah. And I definitely... And you need to be broken <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And it's like, as being someone with an extremely resilient character, mm-hmm. I can, I can undergo almost anything and be fine. It yeah. almost is just like, I wish my breaking point was, less i wish i was less gifted in that area so (laughs) it could just be over with yeah like no it keeps getting worse like yeah 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 and it's pretty yeah i think it's pretty awesome because i think it 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 is going to develop you you know i mean i hope so or i think it already is that's what i mean yeah it just doesn't feel like it yeah i'm just telling like i don't it's uh, my anger is in that i spent my whole life Mm mm-hmm you know, here, here, here. The, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking through it. I spent my whole life having these intense and constant experiences yeah. of God through beauty. Yeah. And I think that must, if we had to rationalize it somehow, yeah, it's almost like I, that's how it needed to happen. Yes. Because yeah. I was not. You're not equipped otherwise. I mean, no. like you, you, yeah. you weren't brought into a home in which you were introduced to Aquinas and all that stuff. No. You were brought into a so, Protestant world and so. You know, he had to reveal himself to me. Yeah. That way. Yeah. Because there wasn't ever going to be. Right. It's almost like I had to be, I had to be like brutalized by beauty yeah, for yeah, so yeah. long that when I heard proper articulations of what beauty was, it had to. Yes. It yeah. had to feel powerful. Yeah. And then. After that, mm-hmm. then I was oriented correctly. It's gone. Yeah. And it feel it feels kind of 
unfair feels juvenile. Mm-hmm. Um, sadistic almost <laughs> that yeah. now that I'm doing, I'm actually doing what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I'm robbed of the thing that made life feel like it mattered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't really, I, I, I do not know yet what to do with that. Yeah. Besides just keep growing and just, I don't know. I don't have any, I can't decide that I'm not. Yeah. I have no agency right now. I don't. Right. Yeah. Just <laughs> yourself yeah, just, to it. yeah. I don't have any. Yeah. Cause trying to do, it's almost like trying to act against it or. Yeah. It's like trying to do anything to push back makes it worse. Yeah. Yeah. So I just. To go okay well yeah but yeah <laughs> and and i do think it's a it's a it's it's an important aspect of um one's faith uh whatever this this part's called um we say the dark side of dark night of the soul dark, this dark is a phrase soul. i keep saying right yeah no it's 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 an interesting one because like conceptually i know what it is but i've never heard it phrased that way and i, I didn't know really about about his his story but um it 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 because this is also related in um in a variety of of aspects, especially w- within the sacraments um, that, that I think people experience, you know, because I've heard um, priests talk about this in their in their life is like when they were going through the whole process, mm-hmm. it was it was something that they really they, they they knew this was supposed to do. They felt this great emotion. They felt this great pull towards God. And they always have their stories, but um, there came up there comes a point in their in their time where they all of that is just gone. It's mm-hmm. like they, they don't feel that anymore. Yeah. And then the same thing happens in the sacrament of matrimony. Yeah. And especially, I think this is even especially true with women. It's like the, the anticipation of getting married was greater than the marriage itself. I mean, that they yeah. always dreamt about, you know, this, <laughs> this entire thing, we're going to have this great, huge they don't call it a party but this huge wedding which is just a huge party and they're going to be the center of attention they're going to find the perfect man then they're going to have the perfect family they're going to have perfect kids and everything and um and the, the one lady um talked about this uh at uh that was teaching the cc um RCIA. rcia class when um who she the one who was protestant and then her son was um she found out her son was gay and then that's what actually led her towards the, the proper church um deb is that the her? one that was at the yeah, Guadalupe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she was telling the story of how, how she converted. And and it was the same thing. It was like she thought her life was perfect. You know, she was married to a perfect guy. She had these kids. And then her kid was gay. And then all this stuff started to, started to unravel because there, there's going to be a point where, where I believe wholeheartedly that God is going to make you realize that it's not about you. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's the thing is that very aware is is, is that when people get married or people come to priests or people convert their initial intention really is about themselves. Mm -hmm. It's like, I I want this spouse or I want this priest or I want whatever. And so it's like, it's all about them. Mm -hmm. But then there has to be a reality check at some point where if something hits you and like, Oh shit, it's not about me. And it's only then when that relationship actually grows into something proper. Oh yeah. Because everything else is childish. Cause it, it doesn't have to feel like it's about you. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to be aware that it's about you. Yeah. Or that you feel like it's about you. Yeah. And you, you have to, you have to be aware that it's about the other. And when it's about the other it could mm-hmm. be the other of, of any sort. Right. Mm-hmm. 
and 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 it's like when you and i think this this is proper with conversions that when you choose to submit yourself to christ you choose to carry the cross mm-hmm. you choose to live and walk in the steps of christ which means complete and self uh, uh, utter um self-denial mm-hmm. that that in the end of the day it wasn't even christ's life was not for him yeah. it was to die there for others and so then you must die unto yourself in order for you to die for others yeah. and 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 if you if you're not able to do that if you're not able to overcome it it's like then you're not able to pick up that cross you know you're not actually able to submit yourself because submission yeah. is the rejection in the end and the only time a marriage ever functions the same thing is when when both people realize this is not about me it's about the other yeah. and then they sacrifice the rest of their life for them mm-hmm. until death and and then and then and then they are relieved from that duty and it's the same thing with priesthood it's like you, they might have felt, felt great going to seminary and you know reading aquinas getting two doctors or feeling like on top of the world yeah. but there comes a point when they realize this is not about me they, they don't feel anything anymore yeah. And then it, it is in that sacrifice where they finally actually get to walk in the in, a, in the footsteps of Christ, and it's um, and, and and I think it's something that we all really need to be expecting. Even even our, our yeah. listeners who maybe some of them are single, some of them are married. It's like you have you, you just be prepared because that moment is going to come, <laughs> yeah. and some people experience it early. And and I would say I experienced it very early. I'm not even baptized, dude. <laughs> yes, yeah, you're not yeah. baptized. Yeah. Which I think is relatively early. Yours was way earlier than that, but obviously. Yes, yeah, and and it was it was through that where everything else just starts happening. It's 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 a very strange thing. It's like you die in a way, like you you die inside, you die in everything that that was you prior, mm-hmm. and um. And, and, and I think the shitty thing is that there's always going to be moments of weakness mm-hmm. where you remember it again and realizing that that's never, that's never going to be you ever again. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that to me at times brings me to tears. It's like, well, yeah, that's, that was me prior to this moment. Yeah. But when that moment happens and you're cut off from yourself again, and, and then you're, you're just existing purely for the love of the others. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, you, you, you're, the memory is always going to be there. Like oh, you're always going to remember course. the moments where you broke down in tears, yeah. listened to a, to, a, to a song, and yeah. it's going to be 40 years from now and you never experience it again. I can still do that if I drank. If you do <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I can yeah. induce it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is fine. Yes. Which is, which is why he's that's, spirits. That's why, that's why yes. <laughs> there was this one African priest when I was in um, college, in undergrad, that... Yeah. Uh, that he gave his entire homily on spirits. Good, good. <laughs> yes. Talking about how spiritual it is to be intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if my spiel like, makes no, any sense. No, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's true. But, uh, but it also seems like it's obvious who I know who who much older than me I know that hasn't ever hit that point. Yes, yeah. There's plenty of people. Yeah. It that, almost seems more rare than not. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> yeah. think of like you're like people before and after that. Right, yeah. Moment of I, I think I think because what ends up happening is that I think everybody experiences that moment. I think that's why people like psychedelics so much, because they talk about ego death and all that. Oh right. And yes. I, so I think that that's a way in the way that alcohol induces mm. um 
previously lost sensitivity to beauty. Yeah. I think that psychedelics induce that kind of ego death thing. It's, it's horribly yeah, yeah. disordered well, that makes it's, sense. it's not oriented correctly. Yeah. They just think, Oh, nothing matters. And they think that's the freeing part. Yeah. But I think that's why people like them so much. Cause it, made, yeah. it, it, for it, it induces the experience of getting over yourself. Yeah. I don't condone it. I think it's, Right. You almost leave yourself open to like demonic possession oh, and doing course. stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But that's not, so I'm not, I'm not saying everybody go, you know, take shrooms in the yeah, woods. Yeah, and yeah. You'll, you're not, um, you'll, you're not Sam Harris who talks about it. <laughs> yeah, <you're> not. <laughs> I'm not saying fast track through what I'm going through, but yeah. I think that that must be. Well, I, I think what happens is that everybody is given the opportunity for it, but mo- very few people take it. I think once they encounter that moment, they entrench themselves further into themselves to save something. And it really does go back. There was yeah. a great homily about this actually. And it goes back to um, that, that um, I, I don't remember what verse it is. I'm sure that some Protestant listeners know it where, where, where Christ says that um, those who seek to save themselves, save their own life will lose it. And those who lose their um, life for my sake will gain eternal life. Yeah. Uh, I think it goes back to that. It, it's, it's normally what happens is that when they encounter it, they just entrench themselves more and they become more selfish yeah. and become more um, egotistical because they, they want to preserve, they want to preserve the little that they, that they had rather than taking the opportunity to die. And, um, and I think they rob themselves, I think of greater, of greater joy because the one thing I, I will say, and just vividly remembering myself prior to, to my breaking point um, to now is that, the kind of joy that you get out of life when you're not seeking joy, when you're not seeking anything for yourself, mm-hmm. is magnificently greater than the joy you get when you're thinking about yourself. And it, it, it might be related to binge eating. It, it, it's, it's almost like when you are living your entire life for yourself, which I, I think everybody does at some point, right? Some people do it for 40 years of their life. Some people do it for 50 years of their life. But... um when you are when you are living for yourself i do think that those type of people tend to complain more oh, yeah. and they tend to complain more because they they have not they don't even really know what true joy is yeah. it's like they satiate certain pleasures constantly but they don't know true joy even if they're not living a vicious life you know even if they're not going fucking around everything that moves even if they're not being super greedy but they're just living living a decent a morally decent life they still begin to bitch and i think the reason why <laughs> yeah. they still begin to bitch is because they have not gotten over themselves yet yeah. they're they're still the center of their existence and when you are the center of your existence, you actually never know what joy is. You're always at the state of just seeking constant pleasure. Yeah. And um, but when you finally give that up, and 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 you're and and you're living in certain moments, um, you you realize that not even not even death or anything is scary. It's like it just becomes you're like whatever. You just yeah. keep going, and it's beautiful. But yeah, I, I do think that there's a certain joy you get out of it if if you begin to live a life um, outside of yourself. Yeah, which is which is a good opportunity for you. So I'm happy for you, really. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's just a thing to navigate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Have you found it easier, like, to do things for others, just like because you just don't care anymore? Yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> 
<laughs> Somebody says, can you do this? Like, whatever. Yeah. You know, some hobo be like, you get five bucks. Like, I guess, you know, but it's, it's because you, you just don't care anymore. That's beautiful. <laughs> no, I think that's and true. It just, it just keeps dying. Yeah. It's just to the point that when you're just completely dead and you're dead inside. There's, there's knowing it's a good thing can be difficult, but. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you, 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 you begin to actually that's a thing. live a certain life of service. I think I, I think I underwent a similar tiny little minuscule yeah. death when I realized that how do how do I word it? There was a phase where I didn't give a shit about philosophy at all. Yeah, yeah. For a few months like a few months ago. I was just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was kind of right when we did the uh, the, uh, the the Suma thing. I was like, "Yeah, this is bull. I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> but I also, I just, I don't think that I there's any experience of di- like. But I, if I'm I'm starting to re. Tool, yeah. Why it's important to me. Right, yeah. Yeah, because obviously it's been made. It's it's made recording the show difficult for several months. That I'm just like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Really give a shit about right any of that, whatever. But like, I'm I'm starting to figure out again why right it matters. Yeah, and why it's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that's obvious, especially on Twitter. Like, I I need any time anybody says anything stupid, I'd rather just beat them up than argue about it. You know, yes, yeah. Someone says something. Let me see. Like, so what's that one guy's name? We've both argued with him. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not. Again, I'm not trying to make this about discussing Twitter because I think that's when our show is at its worst. But I just wanted to <laughs> see if I remember what the guy's name is. Some speed something. Did you comment on it recently? Yeah, I'm just looking. He's the guy that says like premise one, premise two, premise and, and you know conclusion and like both of the premises. Are like just oh my totally, god! Like, I do remember what's his those, name. Yeah. I don't remember his name. It was just like oh yeah, I, uh, no 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 no. Uh, I just wanted to find it because I just wanted to read it for you. As like a okay okay, so it was over twenty four hours ago, I think. Yeah, I'm looking at on your Twitter. Uh, it would be in the replies. Um, what if I look up, yeah, this is getting boring now. I totally no, killed no, it. Fine. I wanted to find it. I, don't think I just wanted to have a laugh. That's all I wanted. So if I go at boob rejector, uh, and then go incoherent, <laughs> I think I'll find it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is literally the most arrogantly incoherent philosophical statement I've ever heard. Oh, the atheist guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he goes, objective moral truths are true in all possible worlds. Ready? Yeah. Okay, so objective moral truths uh, are true I, in all I possible worlds. So yeah, I'm reading along. Yeah. God cannot be the ground of objective moral truths unless it's possible God exists in all possible worlds. <laughs> It is not possible God exists in all possible worlds. <laughs> Therefore, God cannot be the ground of objective moral truths. It's like, that's, that doesn't well, even sound intelligent. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I just was, I, and then he said something. What was your reply? <laughs> no, what did he said? He said, um, 
on my view, if God exists necessarily and atheism yeah. is metaphysically possible, then it follows God necessarily does not exist. <laughs> if so, it's if God exists necessarily, but people yeah. are capable are capable of not believing it. Yeah, then he can't exist. And it's just like. <laughs> and I, I, I hear I hear an argument like that and I'm like, I just want to hit you in the head with a crowbar. <laughs> I don't I don't want to argue yes. about it. It's, yeah, I yeah. think you should be savagely You should text me when these things happen. No, I didn't get any responses to it. Oh you didn't? No, oh, okay. no, 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 no. I didn't engage. Not really. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like I I don't I don't know when that started. When you just gave up on that stuff? No, yeah. when I when I gave up arguing with people yeah, and what I literally mean, yeah. just want to, to like curb them? stomp them. <laughs> like I if see. someone says something like that, my yeah. response is you should be like savagely beaten yes. with like blunt instruments. Like yeah. without regard for your survival. Like you just <laughs> it's, I just don't I can't, I don't want to argue about it. I just want to hit you. Yeah, yeah. Immediately, it's not like there's a buildup. I just right, immediately just any to. any impulse I had to argue, which was great, yeah. has been equal funneled with equal fervor into them. physically attacking them. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't know. I don't know what that. Why that? Yeah. Happened. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to argue with. I don't want to argue with anarchists on the internet. I just want to beat them up. Yes. I'll well, scream about the NAP or like that's, whatever. And I'm like, I think that's why Twitter is like super boring now. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't. Uh, no, I, I re, I just, I just shit post and stuff and like yeah. interact with people I know, but that doesn't really feel like it matters because nothing feels like it matters. But, um, <laughs> obviously <laughs> read the previous discussion. Um, yeah. but like, I just don't want to argue with people. I just, I know enough of what's true that when I hear things that aren't yeah. true, it's just, it's so obvious to me enough of what's true yeah, yeah. that when people just actively disagree with it, it's yeah. like, you should just be like punched in the face. <laughs> like you. <laughs> yes. Well, especially something like that. I mean, that, that just, yeah. And they're like, they say some, oh, God, oh, God, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I'm like, well, God is, you know, you run through an yeah, of course, act yeah. of being thing. And they're like, but I'm like, okay, I'll just, I'm just going to hit you. I'm just, <laughs> I know that's what they are going to hit just, you in the head with an aluminum bat. Like, yeah. I'm not <laughs> no, that is why they all should just accept the ontological argument. <laughs> I even that, like, I don't, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, well, the, he doesn't know what he's talking about yeah. then because yeah. obviously yeah, there's, you know, yeah. Yeah. Cause even that, I don't feel much about the ontological argument. I'm like, it's just, it is, it's, yeah. it's so obviously true that it has zero depth. <laughs> yes. It just is. I'm like, okay. I, it's I, just an unfun. It's not fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not angry about it. No, I'm, I'm not, not saying that you are. Yeah, but yeah. what I'm saying is that you know, it's like even it just with the ontological. Because what what he's the argument that he's making there yeah. is an ontological argument, but it's for the reverse. Yeah, he's basically saying that if if I can think of a possible world where there is no God, it means therefore there is no God. That's, that's, that's what he's yeah. saying. It's a, it's a stupid argument. Yeah. Um, and so when you bring in a more proper ontological argument and saying, well, no, essentially that, you know, the, that which um, 
that which is being itself, right? That which is nothing greater can be thought of, yeah. um, necessitates it to to exist. Then, because because if not, it is not the greatest thing. Yeah, and, and so you could you could counter his ontological argument with a I think a much more sophisticated ontological yeah. argument. The ontological argument. Yeah, the yeah the actual <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. Because um yeah th- th- that's what people like him since he's more of like an analytical mind, you know someone like him I would say the ontological argument would probably actually be more effective than than a Thomistic argument yeah. because a Thomistic argument begins many times with um with inductive reasoning that leads to deduction yeah well the ontological which is pure deduction yeah and um and and I would say it's just like like the like the way that you phrase I really do like your phrasing says what? that that God must be. <laughs> Because if God he wasn't, must be, because if he wasn't, then he wouldn't be. Yes, <laughs> because that's that is a good way that's to the phrase reduction. It. That's the ultimate. Yes. I think that's the ultimate reduction of the ontological argument. It is, yeah. That I, I developed in making fun of it. Yeah, but it, it is so. It's 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 so good in ordinary language that I think that that if you were arguing with like an atheist like that. It actually would be effective because because essentially it's like well then I'm thinking of a universe where there is no God you'd be like yeah then you're not thinking of God yeah because because if you and then if you tried to counter that then you just yeah. hit him in the head yes <laughs> and so we could both um, get our way yeah you would yeah but um yeah that that whole that whole group I don't know what this because they're not they're not called new atheists because they kind of reject a lot of the new atheist ideology yeah but this this more contemporary atheist i think that spawned out probably in the last three years yeah um, like the post new atheists yeah yeah, yeah. They're, they're like the post the new, new atheists yeah that 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 um that i think socially it kind of like became came into being with what was that guy who used to be famous like stefan molyneux or something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i i think he was kind of like the one of the first ones that brought it in there hey, what was his book called it was, it was essentially that the truth is the most efficient thing or something or the best something way like, to do yes, this. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Do. Yeah. And, and, and I think that kind of idea has um, spawned in, in the, in these new contemporary atheists. And so um, they, they almost, they, they have like this weird respect with, uh, with scholastic thinking, but at the same time, they, continue to make really stupid arguments against it it's as if they want to play this game where they're being sympathetic and they're being as objective as possible and in, in, in trying to listen to the arguments but universally the, preferable behavior okay yeah yeah it's a rational proof for secular ethics or okay yeah, yeah yeah it's that right yeah it's the the well it's the same that's the same heresy kind of thing that like Sam Harris's was actually the moral landscape, which is I know, I but I'm saying it's kind of a similar like the 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 behavior that everyone universally pr- prefers must be moral mm, because yeah, yeah. they everyone prefers it or something. Yeah, yeah, because he gives kind of his his own like mythology of the of the two lives the worst the worst possible life and yeah. then the the good life. That's just the Stephen Molyneux was yeah was he the, was the same thing yeah yeah. Yeah. With better, with kind of more coherent. Probably. <laughs> than Sam Harris. No one cares about his wife. No one cares yeah. about Richard Dawkins anymore. No, I No know. one's cared for years for him. Yeah. Christopher Hitchens died. Mm-hmm. Daniel Dennett, no one cares. No one cares. Yeah. He was always like the nerd. 
that nobody yeah. really liked that much. But then Sam Harris took a while. Yeah, and then Sam he nuked Harris. himself on that one video. <laughs> That's so funny because he wasn't even making it wasn't bad philosophy or anything. He was just saying something insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I mean, he wasn't. I mean, he just made a horrible. Yeah, or I don't even know if it's supposed to be a joke or not. But I don't think like, it was. <laughs> he said he said not those type of comments, but comments in a similar tone before. Yeah, uh, about uh, about science and how you know. And I wonder if he just made them after everybody was tired of it. I think so. Okay, I think yeah, and because really, he nuked himself fast. He did, yeah. I, I think everyone was tired of it, but I think this is the part that I, I normally attribute to pop culture. Um, thinkers like uh, Jordan Ayn, Peterson. Ayn Rand. No, like Jordan Peterson. No, no, I'm saying Ayn Rand is pop culture. Yeah, yes, yeah. Same idea. Yeah. <laughs> when people say pop philosophy, I'm like, oh, Ayn Rand. And, and, yeah, she, yeah, I mean, she is. She's another yeah. pop philosopher. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I do think someone like, um, like Peterson just introduced good enough counter arguments towards atheism yeah like they weren't the best they weren't spectacular um, <coughs> well they weren't complete they weren't complete yeah he knew but, they weren't but yeah which but, just makes it even weirder but yes but but, but i think he presented <laughs> them enough to where um many people just stopped taking the new atheist seriously the new atheist serious yeah because like you did you watch his debate with sam harris yeah i did yeah yeah it was just so I know it was. It was so easy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I think it was pretty good. I think it was interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do too. Yeah. But I do think they're that, both high IQ people. Yes, but Peterson really sh- outshone him a lot. Oh yeah. He made he. I, I personally think in that debate, even though uh, his arguments weren't the best, but because of the way he debated, the fact that he didn't even need like um, rehearsed lines or he yeah. didn't need to take notes and he yeah. just sat there really confidently talking mm-hmm. made Sam Harris look lower IQ. Oh yeah. And, and I think because of that, a lot Sam of people, Harris was much more just repetitive. He was. Yeah. yeah. I think it was, it was at that point. I, I do think that was one of the biggest points in, in pop culture for philosophy that um, was the beginning of the end for Harris and the rest of the new atheists. That debate. Yeah. Yeah. Cause after that, like 2017, was yeah, it's been a while now. Yeah, twenty eighteen maybe. Mm-hmm. No, it was. I don't think it was twenty seventeen. I think it was twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah, and, and and um, and then it was a slow collapse. And I think people just didn't take him serious anymore. So then, when he did that interview about the satellites, was, oh my god, yeah, shut everyone's up. like, holy shit, like he still doesn't learn. And um, <laughs> bodies of dead <laughs> bodies of dead children in his basement, and I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, <laughs> it's like wow. Yeah. He just, yeah. He he. Anybody that says like you just you can't you can't have anything, yeah. Anything worthwhile to say about the structure of morality if they, if you say I something know. like that, yeah. But also, if if your if your if your ethics are fundamentally just preferential, yep. Yeah, you could have dead, yeah dead children. I mean, in it, it's, it's to the point that someone even like um. What's his name? The guy, the comedian guy, who's a lefty. All of them. He used to <laughs> always politically incorrect. 
Bill Maher. Oh, yeah, 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 So even someone like Bill Maher already moved past the new atheist. And you talk about Bill Maher, who, was, who used to be like a new. stand-in for that. You know, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. he was the comedian pop culture guy for the new atheists. Yeah. Even he just, once you saw them, him and like Joe Rogan, just go beyond them and be like, well, there's, they're not that interesting anymore. <laughs> I think it just, everything just followed along. And the fact that Sam Harris is still being like this anti-Trump person when not even Bill Maher, who is one of the most leftiest people in the last 40 years um, is, is it's so anti-Trump anymore. It's like, it, it just, it, it makes him seem stupid, you know? And I think it's a good thing because he, he always was stupid, but he masqueraded as someone intelligent because he, <laughs> he learned how to talk smart. Yeah. He learned how to talk smart. And he <laughs> like had, he, he just had these quips that made things seem stupid, you know? Yeah. And, um, and people were not able to look past it because they themselves were stupid. And so they couldn't like argue against his non-arguments. It was like, yeah, because he would never make an argument. I, I, you watch any of his older stuff. They all were bad. He was like, you see like some, somebody will present a solid argument. And then his response is like, yeah, 500 years we burned witches. It's like, okay that's, that's not an argument but people were like oh my gosh i'm so convinced by him and um and and i think just the slow decay and i, and I really do think um peterson kind of sh- just exposing more was well i think in yeah. sam harris's initial success was in saying the quiet part out loud about like muslims mm, right yeah so people were that, like they were like yes. oh finally someone's saying that muslims suck yes yeah yeah and blow things up mm-hmm so I think that was his. Yeah, and I think he was clever. I think that the, yeah. I think his greatest gift that he was clever. He was able to say funny things or quasi funny things <sighs> off the cuff, um, and it seems like he lost a lot of that. And then now with his beard and his shaggy hair, he kind of looks like <laughs> he looks ins- yes. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Would you call him Ben Stiller's uglier cousin? Yeah. He kind of, he looks like he lost his way, even the way he sits now. Like, he always kind of, like, leaned back a little bit, but the way now he looks, is like, oh, I mean. His neck. Yeah. I was mass. like, did, did you just, he, he's he's looking, yeah, like, uh, worse worse off Ben Stiller. Someone <laughs> probably who drank too much. And, yeah. Um, he does look like an alcoholic. Yeah. He's got the alcoholic neck. He does. And someone who kind of has that unsatisfied look in his eyes where he's like yeah there's there's something about him that he just looks unsatisfied his eyes are like overly intense and open yeah or they're halfway shut because he looks like he's half intoxicated because he probably is yeah probably we only done like 40 minutes (laughs) do you want it to be done already no i'm just a short episode if you want No, no no it's fine yeah I finally feel motivated to get on the computer and put everything out that we've, any, anything I have missed. I feel like I need to, Oh yeah, obviously I good. need to put it all out, but yeah. So I really, I was, you know, I've been like, Oh, I have an iMac, but I want an iPad cause I want the mobility and all this stuff, you know? And yeah, I was yeah. like, why don't I just get a MacBook again? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I used the hell out of my last one. Just don't use, don't use an, a third party charger, I guess, or something. <laughs> I fried my M1 board. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You ended up selling that one, right? No, I have it in my bag right now. Do you really? Yeah. Um, Apple wouldn't take it in? They should take it in on trade, at least. If they take broken shit normally. For trade-in? Mm-hmm. 
They just, not, they'd give me like a hundred bucks for it or something. Probably 50. more than probably more than if it's an M1, they probably give you at least like maybe three hundred. I would think three fifty. For a broken one, mm-hmm. the M1 one board is shot. Yeah, but that's something that they could replace. Oh, and then just sell it refurbished for way more. Yeah, that might be worth it. Yeah. So I think yeah, the M1 board is the RAM. It's the hard drive. Everything, it's the everything yeah. on it. Yep. Yeah. Which I don't actually like. Yeah. Because I feel I feel like it's your. It's it's the it's the hardware equivalent of like making all of your passwords exactly the same thing for every website you use. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're just asking to have everything hacked once one person. I know. It's like one thing fails and that yep. it's the whole thing. Yeah. That, that's why, because, uh, you know, I have the I have two of the Mac Pros, but they're the trash can models. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly thinking of getting the um, the larger Mac Pro, the 2019 model, the, the, the most recent the one. The greater one? Yeah. Like um, selling all the other and, ones. And yeah, then. because I think that's going to be the last model that um, is not using M1. And what I can do, and, and, this, is, and this is where my idea is. Yeah. Probably not, none of the listeners care, but anyways. No, it's fine. Well, what, I, what you could do now is that since it's been on the market for like three and a half years now. Um, it hasn't been upgraded or anything? No. They haven't changed the internals at no, all? No, It's that all. powerful? Yes. <laughs> it's that powerful, but, but it's also getting to the point that all of the internals, since it's Intel, I could get cheaper. And so I could buy the base model for like five grand, or I could find a refurbished base model for like 4,000, yeah. and then just buy... Th- third-party RAM, buy third-party um, yeah. uh, graphics cards, and I could buy everything because it's still modular that way. And I could get it That's much That's what a cheap. pro computer's for. Yes. That's why people like PCs. Yeah, I know, yeah. And and so I'm thinking of getting, um, just getting that, just selling everything that I have and just probably having one, um, one laptop and one Mac Pro and just having mo- monitors um, at home and stuff where I could just take the laptop and plug it in and, and all that shit. So I'm thinking of like liquidating all of my computers and just having two of them. This one? This one and, um, and the newer Mac Pro. And it's, um, yeah, because then I could also just slowly upgrade it. I'd be like, I'd get a new graphics card, a newer one comes out, you could put it in there. Yeah. You could change the um, the Xeon, the Intel Xeon. Um, Whatever it is. Uh, processor. Is it and an i9? Shit. No, it's... Uh, it's beyond that yeah is there a B, there's not a bm9 i9 was for like laptops and like that kind of computing for the for the bigger um computing power they didn't use that with those series there's the, the high it was there was a higher end series. yeah there was a higher end intel series oh um, yeah okay because i was like i9 is the highest of the, yeah yeah the no for for those ones yeah yeah i agree but um okay, yeah okay and, and so Were yeah they made specifically for apple no they make it for, for pcs too oh yeah but now, but now you could get their highest one that Apple you can install it in, and yeah. if you get it from Apple, it's like seven thousand um, dollars, just to have the highest like twenty four core, um, whatever Intel Xeon processor. Yeah. Um, but if you buy it just from Intel directly, I think it's thirteen hundred. Yeah. And so it's like you could buy the base model and just buy the thirteen hundred one and put it in yourself, yeah. and it's pretty fucking simple. Just don't because, fuck it up. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> But but yeah, well, everybody oh, says that it's pretty simple. You just lay it down and you just install it's like four screws. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, boom, you just put it in and and you get the new processor. And so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm most likely going to end up doing that in the next um, few months. So all your yeah, so you'll sell this orange one and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just sell everything. See, that yeah, sounds so freeing. I know. 
But if I did sell all of that, I'll be I have more than four grand, and with the four grand, oh, I could easily, just yeah. yeah, I could just buy if not the, more. Yeah, yeah, I could buy the base model because I, I already saw refurbished. It's like forty six hundred dollars refurbished yeah. and free shipping. So I was like, yeah, yeah I just get that shit. And, but it's uh, delivered to the Apple Store. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, to the Apple Store. Yeah, yeah. for free shipping. You work in the same building, so whatever. I know. Yeah, <laughs> and then just just slowly buy the, compo- <laughs> the components to upgrade it. Yeah. And, um, they make myself a supercomputer that's going to last for another 10 years or so. Yeah. But anyways, that's... Yeah, I miss having a MacBook so much. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just like... I have to have an Apple computer. Yeah. I can't, I can't not. Um, I should have you talk to Derek sometime. He's like a... He has like... He's a huge audio nerd. Okay. And the drivers... Like Windows hasn't updated how they've done their driver, their audio drivers for like yeah. 20 years. Yeah, yeah. So you have to get like third party audio drivers to in- install and then you can oh, tweak okay. your audio yeah. that way, like your latency and stuff, like whatever. Yeah. But then Apple just does it natively. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love like, that. So yeah. like if I want, if I, you know, I record music and stuff and like recording the show and like I can't, I'm not going to use a PC to do that. <laughs> right. Horrible. Yeah. Because I turned on, I, I plugged one of my interfaces into the, into my my PC tower. Yeah. And the the latency for saying something and then the computer processing it and then playing it back was like half a second. Yeah. Wow. It was really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So let's imagine being on a phone call where you're getting your own voice back. Yeah. Half a second later, and I was like, I can't. I'm not. There's no way you can record yeah. anything with latency like that yeah yeah <laughs> then i was looking it up it's like there's not a lot you can do about it yes yeah <laughs> it's like i'm not i'm not gonna commit to the <laughs> the windows only life i have to have both no yeah i agree with extremely you. first world but yeah we live in such an opulent society <laughs> that we can just have multiple computer systems yeah for thousands of dollars i know i have way too much like when, yeah, I, when I look at, yeah when i look at it, i was like why do i you know i have all this stuff but the, what's interesting is that you know i have a mixture of the intel and the m1 pro max uh, yeah, m1 yeah. max um processors and everything so i don't have any of the m2s yet but um I'm still a bit conflicted of whether I like the change or not. I don't like it. Yeah, because there is. I, th- I think the only reason Apple did it was to keep their their keep everything internal. Yeah, keep it. Yeah, within exactly. Their company. Yeah, they didn't want to outsource anymore. Because it, what's what's strange, and I don't know if anybody else experienced it, but so so um, I, I have like some Mac uh, Intel processor ones that are completely maxed out, like maxed out to the max. Right? Yeah, yeah, max. <laughs> And then I have maxed I have out, um, max. M1 Max ones maxed out, right? So my other your other ma- your Maxi Max, yes, it's it's you know, <laughs> sixty four gigs of RAM. It's like four Maximum terabytes. Macintosh. Yes, yeah. it has everything that you that you could put into that laptop and everything. And um, and even though in the benchmark test, I they always talk about how significant the M1 beats the Intel ones. In real life work, I actually don't see that to be the case. And I, and, I, and I really don't know why. And so like when I'm editing videos, for example, um, the rendering of the files in Final Cut yeah. on the N1 Max is quicker. Me and so I I don't have to wait um, much much for that to to um to really I mean I shouldn't say rendering the exporting yeah rendering uh, audio and on the on the M1 computers yeah. is immediate yes it's immediate yeah yeah 
but um but the one thing that i didn't notice and i don't know if it's because everything is unified but if i have photoshop um, motion um final cut pro and then i'm playing like a, a video from hulu like when i'm working yeah. and i have all this stuff opened I, I i get more of the pinwheel on the m1 than i do on a maxed out i think the m1s were yeah. a test run okay yeah so they the, were the first yeah i don't know but i don't know i haven't used an m2 yeah they're likely when i sell this imac off it's probably i probably will yeah i don't see myself see. getting a previous generation computer exactly yeah, yeah. that's not my style but yeah, um, no, yeah. i just i i the fact that mine yeah shat the bed like a year and a half in and the whole yes. board just died suddenly yeah yeah and there was nothing i could do but pay apple like 650 dollars to repair it yeah i was like you're not selling me on the m1 yeah yeah because a year ago that repair would have cost 250 right because yes, it would have been a separate component exactly that they could just yeah. swap out really fast yes but when your m your m chip is everything is you like one thing dies the whole thing dies the whole thing dies yeah and I think I've noticed that too. I think because the RAM is not separate, when you have many things opened, it doesn't operate it, as efficiently. It doesn't operate as efficiently as my Mac Pro does in the end of the day. And Do you um, have the 16 gigs unified? Or is it 64. Eight? On which computer? On this one? Um, on the other one that I have, like this. 64? Okay. Yep, 64, yeah. <laughs> okay. And I have the same amount yeah. on the Mac Pro. Yeah. And I really have noticed it. If I have like heavy intensive software like yeah. five five to ten of them opened up that i'm that's and of course your to. your use case is very it's very rare intense. i understand yeah yes. you're not you're not most people but yes you are also somebody who who works like professionally brutalizes computers yes i definitely i use it more because you have to it's part yeah. of your work but yeah and most people don't have to do that, so you're not going to notice what you're talking yes, about really, yeah, but, okay yeah, but you're also you're, saying that you're calling bs on the benchmarks. Uh, on the benchmarks. Yes, yeah. because I, I do get it. Like if I put both of them side by side and then I push export or render, the M1 is going to be faster by by a long shot. You know, you, you're talking about like something that on my Intel one maxed out, um, it might take about, if it's a long video, it might take like 15 minutes to render. The M1, um, with the M1 Max that I have, probably takes like five minutes. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's a huge difference in terms of that. But while I'm working, like while I am editing and I have all this shit opened, I, on, on my Intel one, I never get the pinwheel. And with, uh, with the M1s, I do. Like in the middle of, of editing, it's like kind of stutters a little bit. It's like the mouse kind of stutters and then a little bit and then, then it kind of goes in, in there. And I, and I just, I don't, I don't experience that with the Mac Pro at all. So that, that's why I want to get the last Mac Pro that's Intel before. And I, I could at least enjoy that for the next several years. Yeah. Because in the end, it's, it's never going to go back. No, of course. Yeah. Apple never goes. Well, they went, they, they went back to the squared off stuff. That's true, like yes. they, it was, Which was weird. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I just, I just miss having a mobile computer. Yeah. Like an actual... I had I had the process for doing the show just so down to a science after like however many yeah. dozens of episodes we did and then when my MacBook died, yeah, I had to totally rework my process. And I've never ever found anything that felt yeah yeah anything but horribly inconvenient and annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I also I hate the iMac keyboards. Right, the yeah. squishy little membrane. Cheapy. Yeah. it's so cheap. Yeah, there's no way that costs more than like fifteen dollars to make. <laughs> 
problems. Seriously. Like, yeah, it's yeah. really bad. Yeah. I also hate Apple Magic Mice. Oh, do you? I know yeah. you're used to them just because mm-hmm. it's what you use, but they're yeah. the, the most ergonomically disastrous mouse I've ever used. Oh, really? Really horrible. Wow. I think I would like any mouse that just has that surface. I like the yeah, fact- but the shape is horrific. It's yeah. I mean, it's not that I like the functionality. Yeah, that, that that that's for me is what it is. It's like flipping between because I always work on um, full screens. Oh, of and course. So like I'm switching between apps with my two fingers. Yeah, I li- I do like that. Yeah. I, I, I it just it's a trackpad thing. So when it's it on is, a MacBook, yep. it feels fine. Yes, yeah. But, but like when I use a mouse, mouse, I want a mouse with buttons and a wheel and like. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just don't. I don't like the I, the the shape. Just bothers me too yeah. much. Do you remember the Mighty Mouse one? Had that little ball that did the same thing, went left or right. And the little pill shaped one. Yeah, 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 like a pill. Yeah, and um, that came out with the generation three, four Max. To, oh yeah, I think something like that. Yeah, like the G threes and the G fours. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah the the I, whole I like surface them. clicked. Yes, yeah. That's, but that's better. That's more ergonomic. It's, yeah. It makes more sense. And then the gestures you can do with the little mouses. Yeah. Yeah, the because... Little wheel. It, yeah, they have the little wheel. For me, the, that's what I mean. As long oh, as man, I can do the we're talking gestures. about it, I can feel it. Yes, I can I feel know, it yeah. right now. Yeah. Where it kind of presses down a little bit. Yep. And like... So I remember when the Magic oh, Mouse so weird. first can... came out, I didn't like it because I, I missed that little ball. Yeah. Like, I was so used to that ball, like, flipping between. Because they, they did a full screen for a while now. Yeah. And um, just I just flip between screens like that, and but then and when they got rid of it, I just I had to get used to the magic mouse after that. Man, I'm just thinking about how why I don't know why that. Oh, and it had the little um, squeezy oh, tabs yes, on, on the, the side. sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, like, it's weird how like vivid the memory of that mouse yeah. is. Also, the little the circular colored ones for the yep yeah the G3 yeah G2. I think G three, G three, yeah, yeah, the little the puck ones. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, the puck ones. Yeah. 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 Those. I I remember all of those. I think my favorite one was the Mighty Mouse. Was the one with a with a ball and the two clips. Would you take one that was wireless over what you have now? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) That'd be pretty badass. I know. (laughs) They should come back out with the Mighty Mouse. I I think they should sell it for cheap, and it's good plastic. Yeah. Sell it. They they could make it look nice. Well, they'd sell it for three hundred dollars or something like Apple. But oh yes, yeah. Sell a little eighty dollar wireless. Oh yeah, yeah. Because what are the 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 magic mice are like? Just hundred bucks. Hundred. Yeah, I think seventy nine for the white one and a hundred for the black one. That's so weird, annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Everything that is black. I hate Apple so much, but their stuff works so well. I know for what it is. Yeah, they're horrible. That's the funny thing is like you can the, the Photoshop and like visual stuff. Oh, I know. Yeah, PCs are just as good, if not better. Yeah, but it's audio that Mac does like tangibly better. Like there's no. Oh yeah, yeah. There's no. There's no competition. No, I, th- I think for the visuals there is it is different. It's the, well, it's because their uh, native monitors are better. Yep, yeah, the monitors are better. Way and, better. And the com- first computer that the state gave me was a Windows one, and doing. Um, Photoshop on there, I found pretty laggy. Well, and that, the, video, and that, the video was a, was it a PC? Or I mean, yeah. was it was it a laptop? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The graphics cards and laptops are garbage. But yeah. if you had like a thirty ninety or something, a forty yeah yeah forty sixty or something, there was oh yeah, then then it probably yeah. worked. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, for it, the same it, it price, was, like it, it was just very, I, and I hated the colors on that monitor. It was, oh I yeah, thought, it's I garbage. It was horrible. Yeah, garbage. It's like, total garbage. Yeah, but it's a it's a it's a laptop. It's Windows laptops or not? Yeah, yeah. 
And that was a maxed out one too. That I think that computer cost them nearly four thousand. Yeah, it just it's not. The but same. it was something horrible. about Windows. Windows. Yeah, laptops are not good. <laughs> I, I Coming from MacBook, MacBooks are too good. Yeah, that's why for me, I prefer if it's a desktop, I want it to be a Windows computer, and if it's oh, yeah, a laptop, it has to be a Mac. Apple. Yeah. 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 Which yeah, is funny because like I, I hate Windows laptops and I love MacBooks, but I don't understand using I like OS oh, yeah. X as a desktop. Oh yeah, yeah. Why would you not just have a PC? <laughs> <laughs> That's weird to me. You know? But yeah, I, I don't know. And the other thing is the Final Cut Pro. So yeah. you can't get Final Cut Pro on Windows. I, yeah. I really do not like Adobe Premiere. Yeah. yeah, I think it's rest in peace, Adobe. It's a shitty ass software. <laughs> I like Avid. Avid works on both. Yeah, yeah, Avid is pretty good. Um, is that the people who make Pro Tools? Yep. Yeah. But that's a video software? Yeah, video software. Yeah. Oh. And they normally release the Apple one first, and then I think that Windows ones comes out like a few months afterwards. Weird. But um, but I think that's true with a lot of these softwares. Like they, they optimize it for Apple because most of the people use it. Oh, the Photoshop Apple. was originally Windows. Windows, right? Yep. Yeah, that's Photoshop works fantastically on Windows computers. Yeah, yeah. I think Adobe stuff in general does. Yeah. I think most Adobe Suite, where they get Premiere or whatever, um, it works just as good on the Windows. Uh, yeah, I've used Photoshop on my my yeah. PC tower, and it's yeah, fantastic. But but I think everything else, just no. If you if you're gonna do if you're gonna do video editing, it's like you, you're gonna want to get the Apple computer. Nice thing for audio, there's no reason to use a PC. Yeah, I think a lot of people just do, and it's fine. Of course. But if yeah. you're serious about it, there's yeah, no there's no reason to there's no reason to use a Windows yeah. computer. It's yeah. not gonna happen. No, it's horrible. Their their audio drivers are too bad. Mm. How long have we gone? Uh, an hour and ten minutes. I don't, I don't need to leave yet. I'm just okay. unless you're ready I don't to need go. to leave, but I mean if you're good. No, I mean, I'm just thinking. It would just be the um, the computer episode started <laughs> intense, and it just turned into a conversation about Windows and Apple. <laughs> That's fine. That's old school. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's old school. I think that. Um, so I, I was actually kind of serious about the rape thing. Oh, do you know what? This I mean? is classic. This is this is a contragentiles episode. Yeah, for the old school fans. Yeah, it, um, it's, for, the, for the for the old guard. Um, and I, I was because when I was thinking about it, um, I I don't know much texts from. They're definitely going to contract you out after this from before. <laughs> <laughs> There's not anyway. that much written, yeah, before like the 1800s, especially now the 1900s more so. But the 1800s, I, I believe you could find um, information about it. But there's not that much written about rape. Wasn't the rape of Persephone like a? What do you mean a myth? I don't know that one actually. What's that one? Wasn't Persephone raped by a swan? Oh yes, but what I mean is that <laughs> I thought I thought you meant that there just there was no. It's like a lesbians like there's no such thing as lesbians. right. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, what, I, what, what I mean <laughs> is that there was there was not much written in terms of its moral heft. Oh, like it wasn't that big of a deal. Yes, yeah. and that's what I mean. It, it isn't that nobody mentioned rape. I, I, what I mean is that when when rape was discussed, it was mostly discussed in terms of power, 
power relations, yeah. like you know, kings fucking them, and they would never really use the or word in like rape. warfare, warfare, or yeah, like, yeah, yeah, raping and pillaging. But 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 like the term rape was is normally a contemporary reflection on what was described back then. Like like if you actually read the original text, they wouldn't use the term rape. Like yeah. it, it was something that we that we contemporized later and say like, this is rape or this is that. It was just forceful sex or power relations um with people mm-hmm. so it just got me thinking a little bit in terms of um in terms of rape and the way that it is discussed now because the way that it is discussed now um i think is, is from from its very origin from its very origin of the beginnings of its discussions in the 1800s um i think it was always a bit fabricated well they also think it's worse than murder the yes, yeah, I think it's worse than murder, but yeah. but but also it's like they took this. Well, it, it, well, that's the same the same timeline as like homosexual. The concept of homosexuality, it is. yes, it's the same. It, it, and that's what I find interesting is that all of this kind of developed around the same time period, yeah. and so like this concept of rape was further developed in this time, and then everything else you could you could see really just not really being developed until the 1900s. Yeah. It's like you could see the early stages of the mid 1800s, but really rape as we know it. Um, really didn't become a thing until the until the 1900s, because prior to that, like you said, um, r- uh, the way co- rape was contextualized in, in the in the old times was like in terms of narratives, but it wasn't like this grave sin that somebody have committed. Like when when is the last time we heard Jesus talk about rape? Yeah, it's like there's nothing there's nothing in scripture I believe that <laughs> talks about rape about being bad yeah, about being whatever. The Bible doesn't say <laughs> rape is bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'll present there's, that. I'll present that to my mother. Yeah. Like, hey, so the Bible doesn't say anything about rape. There's, yeah, there's no. So, <laughs> where where does that argument come from? Yeah, because it's weird. Weird when you think about it. It's like it, 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 if rape really was that grave. Is that scriptural? Yeah, I mean, Jesus talks a lot about divorce. Yeah, doesn't give a shit about rape. <laughs> you know, it's just like you are not rape people. It's like whatever. It's like sex is sex. Yeah, and and what they're more concerned with, and what well, you the see, idea that anybody can be obligated to sex is anathema now. Exactly. Yeah. That when you're married, you're obligated to have sex. Exactly. Yeah. And procreate. The and procreative that, act is it, the yeah defining feature of marriage. Exactly. Yeah. And that, um, and that rape wasn't that big of a deal for yeah. the majority of his of human history. It wasn't viewed as that grave of, a, of an activity because, in the end of the day, your the, the act of sex is not about consent. The act of, the act of sex is about reproduction. Yeah, and and and, and there almost seems to be a correlation when the consensualists started to dictate many of their philosophies in eighteen hundreds that rape actually became an issue. And I I wonder, and I haven't done enough research on it, and I wonder how much correlation there is with consensualism and rape. Like anarchism? Yes. Quote, unquote. Yeah, yeah, because it seems like it developed around the same time. Same thing with with um with. Oh, Sony. like if if they've been touched as a kid, if they're anarchists, is that what you mean? Oh no, I didn't. <laughs> kind of like, like that talking, better. Yeah, maybe. No, just the the, just the idea that sex requires consent. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't think that prior to that, it was really viewed that sex necessitated consent. Well, it um, obviously doesn't. Yes, that 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 if you were if you got married. The immorality. You, you already yeah. consented because you signed that that yeah 
the the um the actual marriage doc the document what is it called again fucking the legal form whatever yeah. this the license right yeah. and with that you've already consented and so for the rest of your life you're already consented to sex yeah. and so even if he holds you down and and but and it's the holding you, down and the beating and stuff that's the right the yes. wrong there it's not the actual act of sex right yes but even then i mean when when, when did jesus say not to beat your wife <laughs> <laughs> okay okay yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so what i mean is that there seems to be a weird obsession with rape that we have now yeah. and that that, that we talk well, about it constantly general, but yeah it is sex in general but specifically sex, but yeah. specifically rape yeah it's like when, when we when we say rape that is like that is a sin that ought never to be uttered, even for a joke in the contemporary world. No. So you can't joke about forcibly holding somebody it's rape down. Rape in the Holocaust. Yeah, rape in the Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. And and, um, and I just find it interesting because you're not going to find it anywhere else. You're not going to find it in any scriptural readings, or you're not going to find it in any epistles from fucking any um, any of the uh, writings of hopes throughout history mm-hmm. um until recent right until the 1900s and then they talk about it but prior to that it's like there were many encyclicals written by popes that never mentions rapes it doesn't give a shit about it it's like that it, it was so inconsequential that the woman must consent yeah there was like no it, it just it that's not that's not the immorality about it yeah. the immorality was other things the violence the, the violence yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the immorality was in um yeah in divorce yeah like like these things were something worth talking about for over three thousand years yeah. but rape wasn't it was like whatever that was just a factor <laughs> within life that women are kind of don't, don't want to do it all the time but you just make them do it like kids and, oh my uh, god <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i <laughs> just have to sit here and take it yeah and so it's um i i don't know like i i really there has to be some explanation. I don't know what the explanation is, but I find it interesting that the discussion of rape doesn't really happen in any time. Well, it's, I think until was, a certain point in history. And what is, what is it that influenced this so much? Why, why was there no popes, no bishops, no, um, you know, apostles, no, no Jesus, no fucking, what's his name? Buddha. There's yeah. literally nobody in the entire world talked about rape as a grave sin yeah. in any in any yeah. in any sense until the contemporary world. So, what was that shift? What really caused rape to even be a topic of discussion? Because it just it, it just it obviously wasn't right. You, you, you I mean. Christ talks a lot about sin many times. He talks yeah. a lot about damnation. He talks a lot about that you shouldn't get divorced. He talks a lot about other things that talks about damaging your soul. Never once he'd be like, and please don't rape. <laughs> you know, it didn't even come up as an example. It didn't even come Did up Aquinas as... write about rape? No, that's what I mean. You could read Aquinas. You could read any of these theologians for thousands of years. It doesn't Did really... Did the Greeks write about rape? No. Aristotle didn't feel like, oh, rape is a grave injustice <laughs> against a woman like we talk about now. Um, it just, it, it never comes up really. Uh, and so... Well, I think it has to be, it has to be the development that, you know, women are not obligated to anything. Yes, anymore. yeah. So that was kind of the the start of, I guess, the roots of feminism would be in the eighteen, the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and that now rape has become just a taboo subject. When I think prior to it, it just, it just really wasn't even worth discussing. It's almost like discussing, you know, about pudding. It's like, yeah, war, <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, war, um, war happens, rape happens, conquering happens, whatever. But it, but it wasn't Well, because all immorality thing. is sexual now. Anything yes, you can say, yeah. there's no such thing as non-sexual immorality now, unless it's like right. murder. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, eh. Yeah. But like if you ask people, like if, if you had a child rapist or a murderer. Yeah. In prison who committed the graver sin. They would say the child rapist. Yeah. It's like, obviously it was the murderer. Like, yes, I know. I killed a guy. Yes, yeah. Um, but not, yeah. Not I, that the, the child rapist did nothing wrong. It's not, of course, it's not yes, to say that's yes. not a grave sin. Yes. Yeah. But it, it just, it, it's interesting yeah. that that has been, that rape has just become such a central topic in our like contemporary moral discourse. But I think it's the least aside from killing someone mm-hmm. like murdering them. Yeah. Like murdering them against their will specifically. Yes. I don't think there's anything that would violate consent more than rape. Yes. Force feeding someone isn't is doesn't violate consent as much as rape does. Like yeah, is, yeah. So like if 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 consent is the measure of the morality of an action, yeah, or the violation or affirmation of assent, consent, right. not assent, consent, yeah, then rape is probably the worst yeah. one. If yeah, that's your measure. Yeah. And so th- that's what I mean that it had to have come up simultaneously with the age of consensualism. Yeah. It's like the, the that's why rape now is held to, to such gravity. It's the only reason, but I, but other than that, when you really do analyze the act, it's like, I, I would say an act like divorce is worse than rape. Oh, of course. And, um, and that's, I think for some people, it's like, it's horrifying for, for anyone to say that. It's like, yeah. no, but I, I really do think that there's, that there's actions that we do that are actually worse than rape. And rape in the end is pretty low in the totem pole of grave immoral actions. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say sodomization of somebody is worse than it. Yeah. Because in the end, I mean, if you produce a child through rape, I mean, you, you've, you've ontologically fulfilled the act. Yeah. to to a pretty pretty good capacity yeah right um and so it's it's it, it's one of those topics that i think is so taboo nowadays that we can't even discuss it yeah. or people just think you're a monster <laughs> and i'm like oh my gosh why is he why is he talking about rape <laughs> why didn't he just shut up about rape already no but i think it's because it's weird i, I just i find it weird that it is it is such a it, it's it's just it is like the sin yeah in the contemporary world really is rape and especially and racism and racism yeah rape and racism both which really r and r yeah they're gonna take vacation and eat some like, like little r and r racism is, <laughs> is not even that bad no, in, in reality natural, yeah yeah it's even hard for me to say that it's a sin. It's racism? Yeah. Well, it's not real, how people conceive yes. of it. Yeah. No one hates you because of your skin color. Exactly. And even, even well, if Well, the they... Mormons hated people for their skin color. <laughs> but because it's signified... They had a pathology, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the descendants of Cain. No, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or the what? The, the people who sided with the devil? Yeah. And the weird... <laughs> That's why they were dark. Devil God war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until 1972 um 
Yeah, but it, it, it's, I find the um, the sins that we hold the most grave nowadays to be the to be quite silly. I think r- racism, just as racism, is is not even sinful. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if racism simply is prejudice against a certain race for 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 whatever reason, that I don't think that's even a sinful act. That's a, that's just an inductive reasoning, yeah. um, probably guided by emotional uh, reaction to experience. Yeah, so that, that's I don't think that that's, that's a sinful act. Yeah. Rape obviously is sin is sinful. Yeah, murdering a black guy is but, a sin. Yes, <laughs> just yes exactly. Because because murder is wrong, right? <laughs> yes. Not not because it was it was it was determined by racism. I think just because murder is wrong. Yeah. And and I think rape is is sinful not because not because of the um the the act of penetration and ejaculation. It's it's uh, I I think it's sinful because especially if it's done outside of the context of marriage. I don't think it's possible to rape your wife. Yeah. I, I think that that's an impossible act. When you sign the contract, you have already consented, yeah. and so there's you're consented until the end of time, um, or until you're dead. That and, one's that's a that's a Jeremyism that pisses people off. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I remember we had that discussion years ago. Yeah, people were like, ah! I was like, I don't know. He's my co-host. <laughs> just, just imagine if you sign a contract with with your job, and the contract said, "I'm going to work for you until until death." Like that's literally what your contract you work, said. Yeah. Right. Okay, you've you've consented at that point. You've already signed it. Even if 50, 20 years from now you don't feel like anymore and you want to leave, it's like yeah. But if he's forcing you to come to work, you've already signed it. It's there. Here, here, here. Yeah. Um, there was discussion for years whether or not when you were married you could force your wife to have sex with you. There is discussion mm-hmm. of that yes. historically. Yeah. But all discussion of sex outside of marriage was already immoral and explained as to why it was immoral. Yes. There was no reason to have a separate rape category. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then, and, and, and that's what I mean. Because like, it is just all immoral. Yes. It's all immoral. It's right? all yes. bad. Yes. It can be whatever. Just that yeah. argument's made. Rape is also. Yeah. It's, it's really part of the also category. Also immoral. Yeah. There's nothing uniquely immoral about it's it. It's rape. No, we, we, we've had this discussion before. Rape is forcing, is the forcing of a woman. It's well, like a, a man. We've, we had you that discussion. Rape, yeah, you, yeah. A, a woman in a very, very sophisticated and impractical way rape a man. It's not really. Yeah possible outside they can't of like drug them yes what i mean if, if you, you do dr- the if you B, drug yeah, yeah like yeah. that's rape because you're it's course, forcing yeah. someone to have Im- immoral sex exactly yeah and that's what's wrong about it yes it, it, but it's not it's not the sex yes <laughs> it's the yeah. morality of the sex that makes rape yes bad. because it's outside of the context of marriage but if the if the and, sex and is moral it's not rape exactly technically yeah there's a there's other things can be wrong about it yeah but that's yeah. just not the word for it yeah yeah like if you go to your wife start punching her in the face and then sticking your dick up her it's or, the punching in the face yes it's the, it's the it's violence the, it's the violence yeah it's wrong the violence. Like, okay yeah that part is that, but the that, having sex part is it's not, not yeah she, that's, she that's as part of her obligation and yours and yours exactly. the man also can't withhold sex exactly yeah. if the woman wants it what is that i don't know it sounded like a foghorn i know damn weird <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i, 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 I guess the thing is, is it, it, it's not 
violently forcing your wife to have sex with you mm-hmm. is kind of pathetic in a way that, oh, yeah, of course. Yes, yeah. obviously it's yeah. wrong because it's violent. Yes. You shouldn't be violent towards your wife. Yes. Et cetera, et cetera, et yeah, cetera. Yeah. But it's not the sex that's wrong. Yeah. It's not the sex. So that's it's not wrong, rape. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And sometimes a woman needs to be slapped. Everyone, so, everyone knows that. Yeah. And so, I mean, so violence but is, there is, is a necessary. point at which it's excessive. Yes. There, there, yeah. there, it has to be, it has to be within the context of necessity, right? Yeah. Like, like if she's just misbehaving too much and yeah. just needs to be smacked or to be told what to do. It's like, yeah, that's, I don't think there's any sin there. Um, throughout history, I don't but think if you beat a, the shit out of her, yes, because she made tuna casserole, yeah. and then that's like okay, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> that's different, yeah. And I think we could recognize that, yeah. But to just try to broadly categorize these things and say the important part is that in this point, in this moment, she said no, and no means no. It's like, I'm sorry, you already signed the contract, <laughs> right? You you can't just say no now, because um, you can literally go have the marriage nullified. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> This is because you're not you're not fulfilling your yeah. your end of the bargain. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it, it just it, I think the whole conversation around rape is you're dumb. just kind of weirded out that it. Yeah, I'm, I'm weirded out to the level of um, gravity attributed. Gra- yeah, to it gravity. It. Yeah, exactly. And attributed where, to it. when when it happened, and, and just curious as to the reasoning why, because I do think I do think that a lot of it has to be correlated with consensualism. Um, but also I do think a lot of it just has to be correlated with something else, like some weird phenomena that I think um, Foucault was able to f- discover but never fully articulate correctly. And the history of sexuality. Yeah. yeah. There, there is a weird thing that happened in the 1800s that um, that just didn't happen prior to it. That uh, That at this point, I don't think anybody has come up with a proper explanation of why like why did the the homosexual come about and decide why did rape become what it is at that point why did um um, many other sexual confusion happen in the mid 1800s like that's weird yeah and then it just got progressively worse progressively more and more to to the point that we are now that it's we're just completely confused i mean like literally if, if you look at the general population you know people talking about transgenderism as if it is a real topic of discussion. It's weird. It, no. it's, just, it's just strange to me because it, it, it doesn't make any sense. And I feel the same way about all these other conversations that they, it's, it's stuff that we've talked about early on in the podcast with homosexuality. It's like all of these discussions have been weird throughout this entire time. I think the only difference now is that it has reached its logical end. Yeah. And now there's finally people saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now you went too far. It's like, no, they went too far almost 200 years ago, man. <laughs> or, not before. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's when, when they went way too fucking far talking about all this shit. When, when, when in the end, it's like, we need to just look at the teleology. We need to look at um, the structure of things and, 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 um, and understand the final causations to see where the moral boundaries lie. It's it's not about consent. It's not about um, any of this other bullshit that they kind of try to bring on the table. Like, ooh, if you tell them if you don't uh, affirm that they're a woman, they're going to kill themselves. And so now it's consequential. It's like this weird consequential utilitarian and um, consensualist um, hodgepodge of nonsense that they try to dictate all the morality where it just skews everything. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so skewed now to the point that we truly believe that you could rape your wife. We, you truly believe that a man can become a woman and all of these things just doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense because um, 
there, there is no there's there's no coherent i guess f- foundation for um for many of these uh moral discussions about about sexuality i yeah. think i think it's all bizarre mm-hmm. but anyways that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> no i agree yeah yeah Anyways, we could we could end with um with a rape talk if you want. Yeah, can't rape can't rape your wife. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can end there. All right. How long did we go? An hour and thirty. That's not bad. Yeah. For how how hor- like physically disgusting I feel. Yes. Yeah. And how little you slept. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> like right now, my head is pounding. Oh shit! I don't yeah. know why. Uh, yeah. Blood oh. pressure? I don't know. Maybe I'm dying. Maybe brain tumor. <laughs> anyway, we'll 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 talk to you later. Yes, we'll uh, be around. Bye. Bye. <laughs>